0: Good morning, this is Lisa Peter coming to you live from the ill, the Edwin and Elder Library. And today we are going to be finishing up what we have been reading on um, day one, uh, week one, day five of the book on prayer, Ken Gurley. Uh, yeah, this is my podcast that I do, a library podcast um, book review. And this book here that I'm happy to just be, I'm reading it through it, through this book with you i have not pre-read this one so this is more than just a review this is actually a reading um i am lisa peter like i said from hazelwood usa and we do the edwin and elder library which we call the ill the el edwin and elder library out of my home and um i'm just reading through this and i really am a, a advocate of prayer i truly believe in the power of prayer that's why when I saw on Facebook that Brother King Gurley had written a new book, I immediately went to Amazon and I ordered it. can't remember exactly how much I paid for it, but you can get it through Amazon. Or I'm sure maybe you can get it directly from Brother Gurley or maybe from our um, Pentecostal Publishing House. Um, I'm sure there's different places you can get it. It's a, a, a new book. It was just out published this year. In fact, it was published by First Church Publishing. 1850 Broadway Street, Pearland, Texas, 77581. So I'm sure that you can get that. The whole title, of this I just opened it up, says the book on prayer and invitationing to an, an an invitation to an awakening. Like I said, it's by Brother Ken Gurley. Okay, I have been reading through. Uh, the reason I'm talking a little bit more than I usually do is because I only got two pages to finish out this um, this segment. Then tomorrow, on July the 1st, I plan on starting week one, day six, the secret place, page 73. That'll be starting tomorrow. Okay, so today, on June the 30th, we are doing page 70, prayer-focused. Duty is an indecent obsession. Okay, that is a knife to my heart. If you are like me and find comfort in logical, sequential, and linear thinking, Then a sense of duty is a constant companion. It requires responsibility to craft task lists, set goals, schedule, categorize, analyze, and formulate. Yet each of these is a duty in disguise. God does not need or ask for my analytical skills. Instead, he seeks my heart over my mind. The Lord wants the deepest part of me, the fountains of my life. If he has this, he has me. If he has me, I will seek him with all of my heart. It's tough. Each day I shift from duty to delight. I focus less on me and more on him. Can I tell you a secret? It's working. Don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself. Go ahead. Grow obsessed. It's magnificent. Shallah. I? Remember I told you that that's his name? That was his name that God gave to him in prayer. If God was to change his name from Ken Gurley, what would it be? And it would be Shala. Reflections and questions. Number one, do you see yourself as a left-brained, more analytical, or right-brained, more emotional? How does that affect how you approach the walk of faith and your prayer life? Hmm. You know, I don't really think about that too much. I think I'm a little bit of both because I am a very creative person. Uh, I know that, and I feel deeply. So that means I'm emotional. Um, I love God with all my heart. I know that, um, and everything I do. What he was talking about duties. I have assigned. I have assigned things I have to do to every day, like on Mondays. I have Monday Melodies with Lisa. So I do a song, a live song, um, usually on the piano, and share it to Facebook and share it to my story. And then on Tuesdays is my day that I weigh in and post on my tune up to tone up tune up to tone up with tuna salmon and egg. That's my um, that's the name of my diet plan. I have on Facebook. I have a group and I post on there and remind people to weigh in. Try to encourage people. Basically, what it is is to eat tuna salmon and eggs, like it says, for your main proteins. I'm not saying you can't have other proteins, but those are the main things. And then nuts, berries, seeds, uh, fruits, vegetables, drink lots of water, um, healthy. Basically, it's a healthy diet, but those was the main three proteins, tuna, salmon, and eggs. And um, it works for me. God gave me that idea when I turned 40. Can you believe that, that long ago? And um, I lost a lot of weight. In fact, <laughs> I lost a lot of weight. In fact, I got below 100 pounds. <laughs> And it seemed like I was eating all the time, but I was eating healthy foods. And my teenage at the time, my girls was teenagers, and my youngest one says, it's not fair, it's not right. It's not right for a mom to weigh less than her teenage daughters. And so I kind of let my brain snap back and kind of went off. I went off of the tuna salmon eggs and just started eating everything. And I gained quite a bit over the next few years. And then I had empty, empty nest syndrome. It didn't get any better. Uh, I was gonna tell you, but maybe I don't think I want to tell you how big I got. But anyway, for the last few years, I've been back on my tuna, salmon, and eggs. Only I have my um, lose it app. I have it set to lose like a half a pound. Um, about a yeah, about a half a pound a week. So it's it's coming off slow. And this here lately, uh, even though I have it set to that, and I thought I'd been within my guidelines, I kind of am at a plateau. So I either have to step it up a notch means I have to exercise more and eat less or I need to, um, cause I have been, I know even, even in my weight, um, it, sticking to my weight and goals, I have been eating like some foods that I could really not be eating, like some brownies, cookies and cakes, candy, some of that, not on, not large amounts, but some I've been eating some and, and I've been eating artisanal bread, which is a hundred calories per slice. And yes, it was in my calorie guidelines, but that is white bread and it's basically all uh, turns to sugar. So, so there's some things I can do. And oh, I found iced coffee. Oh, I've been making my own, but I've been putting ice like, milk and um, Hershey's chocolate syrup and um, hot, uh, uh, hot chocolate mix and instant coffee and a little bit of water and um ready whip is that everything i think that and sometimes creamer if there's creamer in the house sometimes i even add a little bit of that like the caramel or the mocha some some kind of flavor yes all of that mixed up and in the magic bullet and with ice and then more ice in the glass and it is so good but you know what I can just drink a regular cup of coffee. A regular cup of coffee has zero calories. Zero calories compared to that, which probably has about 500. So there's some things that, you know, moderation. But anyway, that's on my Tuesday. On Wednesday, I walk with weights um, and gather up trash for the Thursday's pickup. Thursday is con- finish gathering up a lot of trash. Try to get out as much as I can before the trash can pick up on Thursday mornings around 8 I also, on Thursdays, is uh, my ladies' prayer time. Or actually, it's everybody's prayer time because it's from your abode around the globe on Facebook. I post on Wednesdays. I come up with a prayer theme on Wednesdays. And on Thursdays, I have my prayer time from 7 to 8 and invite people around the world to pray along with me. And then on Fridays is my, oh, every day I type on uh, what I call, oh, it's my little alter eagle ego uh, my alter ego i type on my um, melody story melody is my um my alter ego name i guess uh, anyway i type a little bit on that no, uh, novel devotional type of thing and then on fridays i print that out and put it into my book and share and i copy and paste and share it to my my facebook me, um, melody's alter ego musings blog page so i got all them different blog pages and stuff i do and i work on them every most of them every day and then um on Saturdays is the day that I um when I don't have nursing home services, which I haven't been able to do since it's COVID nineteen, but um when when that lifts again I'll have my nursing home services on the second and not I in mean, the first and third Saturdays of every month and my uh, and on the second um Wednesday of every month I have at. Assisted living. Any, anyway, anyway, none of this is written down, so I'm kind of rambling. But I want to. I'm almost done reading my um, page here. But anyway, I have a signed every day, and then of course my devotional. I, I, uh, through the week, God, um, I have a theme. God gives me a theme every week of what my devotional on Sundays is going to be, and my lesson plans, and I work on those. praying out my lesson plans for my grandkids that come on Sunday mornings. It's kind of like a um, homeschool, children's church, Sunday school type of thing just for my kids cuz we don't have um Sunday morning Sunday night services at church so it's kind of like my thing I do with them and then we uh, we cook we do all kinds of stuff plan plan have a meal have our family meal together and then they then they leave and go home and then I do my online devotional and um so Sunday's full Sunday's completely full of all church things cuz as soon as I get done with all that stuff then I go start working on the theme that God gave me for the following week so that's that's everything and then I had this This podcast I do every day, my Edmund Elder Library. So different things. But see, that's what I was talking about. Duties. These are things I have assigned or I felt God led me to do that are duties that take up part of the day. Besides my babysitting and uh, music lessons I teach that that also and help my husband with the M&L trash business. We own our own um, trash service. So there's different things. I keep busy, but that's the thing. Is God first focus? Is that prayer the focus? Is that the main thing? How does that affect how we approach our walk of faith and our prayer life? Jacob had an encounter with God that left him change. What experiences have you had with God and how have they changed you? Just like I told before, how God called me to do these different ministries, how he showed me that I am to be his hands, his feet, and his mouthpiece. And that's Jacob had an encounter. Do you have you had an encounter? Three, God instructs us to seek his face continually. How do you do that throughout the day? We have to pray and say, God, order my steps. Help me to do the, today the things you want me to do today. Help me even to pray the prayers you want me to pray. Lord, what is the prayer thing that you want me to have people to pray, the prayer focus that you want people to um, have? Um, my main thing had been the Proverbs 31 woman. One year we prayed the whole year based on her um, the, her things that she did but it's kind of broadened out a little bit from that but I still pray God Lord what can we do how can we be like more like Hannah how can we be more like the woman that with the widow's mind that gave her all how can we be more like Nehemiah that was insistent on getting the walls built that we put focus upon God that David he was a man after God's own heart how can we be more like those things those are my prayer things seek his face continually Lord use our hands for your glory uh, a year, about a year ago, I fell and broke my hand. I fell in the yard, slipped in mud, rushing around on a Thursday morning to get trash gathered up. And I was almost done gathering up. And I remembered I'd cut down some weeds. I'd cut down some branches in the yard. And I thought, oh, I'll go run and grab those real fast. I'll go put those in there. And when I did, when I was running to go pick up those That debris, I just slid in the mud, and I mean, I was down so fast, I didn't even know it was coming. I didn't even know it was falling, so I didn't put out my hands to catch myself, but still, I landed on my arm, and it shifted everything around, broke my hand, broke my hand like five or six places. Anyway, I couldn't use my hand for a while, I remember that. I was like, oh, Lord, how can I be your hands if I can't even use them? I was so afraid I couldn't do sign language anymore, because I'm an interpreter for the deaf. I, mean, I have done that for a job in the past. Right now, I'm not doing it as a job, but I do sign language. That's another thing I got. Another page I got is uh, my deaf friends in ASL that I post every Sunday a signed song, I've done a Bible study in sign language, different things like that. Just letting them know I love them, reaching out to the deaf community and trying to teach other people sign language. But anyway, my hand, I'm like, and I already mentioned the nursing home services. I said, I can't play at the nursing home. You know, I was like, my hand, Lord, please let me have my hand back. And um, as it was healing and stuff, I was able to figure out how to play the ukulele because um, I, I learned how to use a thumb pick and just strum that ukulele uh, with my broken hand, even while it's still broken. I could, uh, God, let me use that, do that at the nursing homes. And um, but now I'm, I can say I'm truly healed. It may have a bump. It may not heal exactly how. Um, you might have thought it, it may not look completely normal, but I can use it, and I praise God for that. So it's like, Lord, how can I use my hands, my talents, my gifts for you, Jesus? Hallelujah, God! Everything I want everything I do, I want to do for your glory. Well, that's part of the reflection and questions. Someone or something will seize our every waking moment. What experiences have you had with lesser obs- obsessions, and how do they relate to our pursuit of God? Um. I know that one thing, um, I know that sometimes if you have in your mind that you want to do certain things in family or friends, uh, I just recently my brother Darren and his daughter had been living with us, so I know it's like if I wake up in the middle of the night and want to pray, uh, I could pray, but I had to be more quiet or make sure that I didn't disturb people that sleeping, you know, I had these kind of things, I had to re, uh, readjust there for a w- few weeks, and then she was here on Sunday mornings when I do things for my grandkids, had to work that in had more hands in the kitchen wanting to help make the brownies wanting to help lick the bowls and stuff like that so we had to kind of adjust make room because that's you know we don't want to be selfish with what God's given so we want to share we want to include people we want to branch out and reach out and that's part of that we have to have to say how can we instill in others if we all work together how happy we'll be how we can we relate this to our pursuit of God Number five, pray, pray, pray. If you had a divine encounter and heard that word repeated to you, how would it change your daily life and prayer life? If God appeared to you in one way or the other and told you that you needed to pray more, what would you do different? I know with me, with the Edwin Elder Library, um, I felt in my heart that God wanted me to post a picture of Sister Edwin Elder. That's who we named the library after um, in that room. And in my mind, you know, I'm like, I know that she used to teach off of Brother Romine, and that was our founding pastor in Terre Haute. I know she used to have some of his prophecy charts. It's like, where can I get it? I know somewhere I saw a picture of those prophecy charts. And so I was asking my daughter, because she goes to the church there in Hutchinson, Kansas, where my uncle, um, Brother Carl Elder, Edwin Elder's son, uh, where he used to have um, his charts. He married my, my mom's sister. That's how he's my uncle um and anyway um Marty says like i don't know i think maybe sarah or paul had those and sarah her and her husband, pastor in pratt kansas and um paul him and his wife they pastor in colorado pueblo colorado so she didn't think they had the charts they were still in Hutchison. so i'm like okay so i got on the facebook i'm like oh you know i think i saw paul had posted something about that maybe he does have those so i just uh i went to go pay, i went to go message him and when I pulled up his, um, when I pulled up, um, on Facebook, the search, it also popped up something about that Sister Hanscom had posted about Edwin the Elder. And there was a picture of Sister Edwina Elder using one of Brother Romine's prophecy charts, but it was in the Urdu language. And I'm like, oh man, cause it looked look like a bunch of scribbles to me. But I looked closer at that picture. And I felt my spirit, that's the one God wants me to put in our library. That's the one he wants me to use. Because even though I can't read what she's pointing at and stuff, where I can't see the chart, it just looks like a bunch of um, scribble. Still, her pointer is pointing to something I can easily recognize. She is pointing to the cross. And I said, yes, Lord, that's what you're trying to tell me. That no matter what we do in life, no matter if it's through a song, if it's through a testimony, if it's through a podcast, if it's through sign language, if it's through puppet ministry, because we do that too, Mark and Sandy puppets, um, all the different things that we do, God, we got to point people to the cross. That, exactly. That's what it's all about. So that's how I had an encounter with God. That's how it things work. That's how he uses things and people. To bring us all to the realization that he is large and he's in charge and that's the devotionals i've been doing for the last few weeks that's my, been my main focus that he is large and he's in charge so as you read this book on prayer you might want to get the book because but mostly i don't usually ramble like this most of the time i just stick to the thing but anyway that is um today's reading that is today's focus so god bless you you have a wonderful day and pray for me as you're praying god bless you bye bye